Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. This is the final week to enroll. Entree Architect Academy provides you with the tools, the information, and an exclusive community to transform your struggling studio into a thriving, profitable architecture firm. Enrollment will be closing next Tuesday, May 31st, 2016. To enroll or to learn more, visit entrearchitect.com slash academy. Entree Architect Podcast, episode 124. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup, or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. Recorded live from the Senesta Hotel in downtown Philadelphia, the awards reception for the 2016 Charette Venture Group Architecture Business Plan Competition. We chat with all the finalists, learn about the history of the competition, and I sit down for a live one-on-one interview with the winner to learn more about their firm, how it was founded, and their plans for the future, transitioning from design-build full-on architect as developer. This week on the Entree Architect podcast, we have a very special episode, and the winner is... This episode of the Entree Architect podcast is sponsored by FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. Learn more 
at freshbooks.com slash architect. The exercise of writing a plan and thinking about the future and thinking intentionally about how you're going to get there is incredibly valuable. Every person that's been a part of this competition, whether they win or lose at the end, has said to us that that exercise alone has helped them significantly improve the quality of their business. The second reason is, is that it helps you communicate what your priorities are and understand what your priorities are, what you want to be, um, uh, and lay out uh, you know, some, some goals and some benchmarks of how you're going to get there. And then the third piece, really most importantly, is financial. Um, thinking about the finances of your firm and where you want your costs to be and your revenues to be and understanding why you did or did not achieve those goals is critical to growing a business. If you're not looking at those kinds of things, those kinds of issues pretty regularly as a business leader, then you're flailing in the wind. You're uh, completely reactive to whatever happens in the marketplace and that's a very dangerous place to be as a business. I'm Earl Parson. My concept is called Clever Moderns. It's an online platform for owner builders to get plans and support and empowerment to change their lives by building their own house. And what's the one, the most important thing that you learned while developing your business plan? I think the most important thing I learned while developing the business plan was that whenever I was approaching a part of it, uh, whether it was just part of my system that I was trying to work out or something I felt like I needed to sort out for the business plan itself that I felt stuck with or overwhelmed by or unclear about how to proceed, to just set all of that internal confusion aside and realize that there are, are so many resources out there and there are always just... The Internet and the world today is so full of resources and options and information that if you just... Take a deep breath and stay focused and keep looking, you'll find answers. My name is Courtney Brinegar and I'm creating the nonprofit architect as developer practice called Adventure. And the most important thing I learned developing a business plan is the importance of a vision to drive everything forward. I think that's the key kind of secret ingredient to have is a strong vision. My name is Brian Johnson. I'm the managing partner of ARC 406, and ARC 406 is a uh, uh, design-build firm from Billings, Montana, architect-led. I'm Nick Pancho. I'm a designer and maker for ARC 406. Jeff Canning, also with ARC 406. Um, I'm the 30,000-foot guy for ARC 406. I think the, the thing that we learned the most um, out of this was exactly how much we didn't know, how many holes there are in the business process that architects may think they have a pretty good grasp on, but really, really don't. And the, 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 the design of the competition was actually genius. I mean, we had a carrot out there, obviously, of a prize, but what we came out with was, was far more important than any carrot on the end of the stick. I mean, being able to develop a business plan that uh, set a roadmap for the rest of our company and the future of our company was a far uh, m bigger, larger benefit than, than anything we could have imagined. I'm Lindsay Shack. I'm Lindsay Love. Our firm is Love Shack Architecture. Love Shack Architecture is two sister offices, one outside of Bozeman, Montana, and one in Driggs, Idaho. And we are a Passive House certified design company, and we focus on natural buildings and sustainable design. I would say that Lindsay Shack and I are a strong partnership. Um, we had a tight deadline to get our business plan completed. It was very difficult 
to try and distill what we're all about. And when it came down to it, we worked together, worked together through it really well, and we're still friends. And I'm Victor Caban Diaz with Building Ingenuity down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, this, it was great being part of this business plan competition. I would say the one most important thing I took from doing my presentation was that sometimes you can't dive too deep into the details and you really got to focus on what matters, which is the bottom line and the money. And, uh, you know, I'm really going to take that to heart and really fine tune that in my business plan. Hi, I'm Matt Ostinick and I'm the founder of Charette Venture Group. I started Charette in 2014 and it was based on my experience as an architect who left traditional architecture to build a technology company. And while I was building that company, I had a chance to observe a couple different things. One was that I ended up with architects as many clients for the software company I had built. And I watched many of them, despite being good people, struggling with growing their businesses successfully. And I also found from living in the tech space for a while that in other areas, like in technology, there's a huge um, abundance of resources and competitions and investors and other things to help help you grow successful businesses. And it always stood in sharp contrast to me to what how things work in the architectural space, where there are a few resources, but not nearly, nearly enough conversation about how to be great entrepreneurs and how to grow successful architectural businesses. So I started Shred Venture Group with the goal of providing more resources and ultimately investing in helping other firms and other architect entrepreneurs be more successful in growing their businesses. We do several different things with Charette. We, we sponsor a business plan competition. We also do investments in firms that are either practicing traditional architecture or other entrepreneurial ventures that architects are pursuing to help them grow more successfully. We've built a network of partners and staff members and consultants with deep expertise in the many different areas uh, that it takes to grow a successful design business. And we plug in those resources to our investment partners to help them grow. Uh, we also provide financial resources when it's appropriate or necessary. And we combine all of those things to really help our firms that we're partnering with grow much more successfully. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to FreshBooks for their support as a platform sponsor of Entree Architect. Because as a platform sponsor, FreshBooks has provided funding and support for our overall mission to become an influential force in this profession of architecture. They recognize the need for small firms to build better businesses in order to be better architects. FreshBooks is the easy to use accounting software designed to help us small firm owners get organized, save time, and get paid faster. It takes care of invoicing, expense tracking, estimating, reporting, and it all happens out in the cloud so you have access to your information from anywhere that you have access to the internet. And as an exclusive offering to our Entree Architects community, I've asked FreshBooks to join me on video and show us around the product. I know that once you see how easy it is to set up and how simple it is to use, you'll convert just like I did for my firm, Five Cat Studio. Tim Lee of FreshBooks and I produced a series of videos and they're available for free at entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo. No obligation, no email, just go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo and you can watch the videos and see inside FreshBooks. 
And when you are ready to give FreshBooks a try, go to freshbooks.com architect so they know that they came from us and sign up for a free 30-day trial. Free 30 days. Give it a shot. And be sure to enter Andre Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Brian Johnson, Nick Panchow, and Jeff Canning, winners of the 2016 Charette Venture Group Business Plan Competition, welcome to the Entree Architect podcast. Thank you so much. It's uh, just an honor to, to be here with everybody. It's a pretty humbling experience for sure. Uh, my name is Brian Johnson. I am the managing partner of ARC 406. I got into the, the um, design build portion of the business for um, as, as one of the control legs of the business. Nick Pancho uh, here with Arc 406. I, I'm the uh, I'm a designer and and uh, a maker for Arc 406, and I, I just really enjoy making things uh, with my hands and being involved in the construction process. It's it's my background growing up, and uh, as an architect, I felt so disconnected from that construction process um, that it's really enjoyable to be involved in that process once again. And my name is Jeff Canning. Um, we tease me about being the 30,000-foot guy. I'm kind of in charge of culture, organizational, some of that stuff, as well as my interest lies more in the number side of things and development projects. You know, it's our goal at ARC 406 not only to do great design, great craftsmanship, but then be able to take uh, that process and be able for us to actually design and develop and construct our own projects. And that's kind of my interest in Forte is kind of a long-term investment strategy for our company. Let's start with the name. Where's where's the name come from? Arc 406, sort of a unique name. Uh, we were uh, we were hanging out around our. We have a, a, a kitchen in our office. You know, we we built a, a nice kitchen for us to gather around and have uh, nice company functions around, enjoy our time together. Um, we were we were sitting there talking through ideas and and what if things, different scenarios about the practice of architecture and, and design build and, and thoughts and ideas. And we stumbled across uh, you know, this idea, what, what if there was a company called ARC 406? And it, it sounds kind of like a, like a class we would have taken at Montana State University. And you know, we all laughed and thought, man, that sounds like a good name. Uh, 406, of course, being the area code of the entire state of Montana and ARC being the preface for the word architecture. Uh, all the classes at Montana State University that we take in their School of Architecture are prefaced with ARCH, so ARC, you know, 252, uh, et cetera. And it was an attempt to, yeah, to encapsulate the state, but again, ARC 406 is an architect-led design build, so that's why we wanted the ARCH up front, too. It's kind of a different program from typical design build. It's usually a pickup contractor with a magnetic sign that hire somebody to design this stuff, Bill. We're leading with design. Again, our passion for great design, great craftsmanship, and actually creating a better environment, what things really look like, the legacy that we're leaving behind. So it's architecture in Montana, ARC 406. So tell me, you guys have a unique business model. So tell me sort of your target market, and how are you serving that market? So ARC 406 kind of came around by I don't want to say by accident, but it was presented to us in a very unique way. 
It was really born out of necessity, exactly. And it sounds like the name came before the business. The name did come before the business. We we had projects that were coming through our sister company, our, our arch- architecture firm, and we were doing some really great little projects for people like decks, um, kitchen remodels, small projects that just didn't have enough teeth for the general contractor to get involved with. And so we, we said, well, we've been doing this for a quite a few years, 20 years, 30, 40 years, you know, not that old, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we've been doing this for a long time and these small projects don't step on the toes of any of the big contractors you work with. So why don't we try to upsell the client and see if we can possibly do their project for them? And lo and behold, we found this business model that just kind of appeared to us. Um, and arc 406 was born. So, so you, you have a separate architecture firm, right? We do. We so have talk a, about that a little bit. And so, so Collaborative Design Architects is our, is our firm. Um, we were established in 1981. Uh, we all bought into partnership. We've recently uh, kind of uh, uh, bought the, uh, the elder partner out, and we now are a 10-person firm, five of which are partners and owners. So a little bit top-heavy, but it's flat. Yeah, it's flat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's yeah. collaborative. It's collaborative. So yeah, um, we we have great clients. We specialize in uh, probably our biggest uh, specialty is retail development in in Billings, Montana, and uh, we've uh, we dabble in residential, I would say, and we've started to explore uh, furniture making and some other things. And so Arc Four Hundred Six was inspired one day through working at Collaborative. That's exactly that's exactly right. It, it's it's um. It's a beautiful position that architects are in because we get to work with the client for months at a time, six months sometimes, designing their project. We get to understand their intricacies. We get to understand how they go through the decision-making process, how they explain their ideas and what they want, and then our marriage ends, and we turn them over to a general contractor. And that general contractor has to start a completely new relationship with them, and we become advisors and the design that we've created as a whole with the client now goes into this stranger's hands and um, and sometimes can turn into something else. And so on these small projects, we wanted to control the process from start to finish. And so be, uh, being the general contractor on the project actually really allowed us to better control the design and, and where budgets were cut and um, where changes were implemented. So what that allowed us to do was make value decisions not solely based on a contractor's bottom line, but on what's the best design. And on a couple of projects, Nick and I literally were measuring foot by foot of retaining wall or something to get within budget without compromising our initial design concept. So it gave us way more control of that because, again, on these small projects, we'd find contractors that didn't understand some of the little more sophisticated things we're doing and we get these fear factor numbers these huge prices on stuff and we say it can't possibly be that much so this gave us a better control of, of the construction costs and like brian said a full understanding of the design process got us there so it was easier than to figure out how to construct it and pull that team together that we needed to do for that and and really it lets us have um what we like to view as an iterative process where we're we're designing and then we're involved in this construction process we're we're then learning about the things that we drew 
uh, whether they are constructible, how they are constructible. We're working intimately with the subcontractors, and then we're we're revising the way that we're designing to better fit the the skills and abilities of our local construction market, and and really make architecture that fits our our local vernacular and and represents our local construction market, which is which is really an, a fascinating process to be involved with. Can you give an example of one of those projects that you're talking about that sort of led to Arc 406? Yeah, we're, we're working on uh, some, some projects right now that are um, uh, site reconstruction or, or kind of large-scale patio-like projects. And on, on those projects, we're, we're, we're looking at a, the specific example would be a, a fence element in that project where um, in the design phase, we, we specified that there would be a, a fence of, of some sort that would exist in this project that would be a screening element. And in, in working with the, the client, looking at their wants and desires for that fence element, and the guys that are actually going to be completing the work and what they are capable of, we were able to kind of revise the original design and turn it into something that's really an extraordinary little little gem. The client's so happy with this fence screening element that now kind of floats above a concrete wall in, in their patio project, and it's a, a really fun process to be a part of. Yeah, it, it sounds like a great, I mean, it's, it's every architect's dream, right, to build their right. own work. Um, your plan, your business plan, was very, very well developed, uh, very well thought out, beautiful looking. Um, it also describes your long-term plan for ARC 406. Can you talk about that long-term plan? Well, for Nick and myself, the, the long-term plan is to be 100% vested in ARC 406. Currently, as partners with Collaborative Design, Collaborative <coughs> our 10-person firm relies on us and our marketing abilities as well as our talent to bring work in and produce work for the office. So as of now, our time is is mainly with collaborative, you know, 90% uh, of our time or 80% of our time is with collaborative and 20% of our time is being spent on on uh, ARC 406. What we hope in the fi in five years that that's completely flopped around where 60 or 80% of our time is on ARC 406 and the remaining balance of our time is on collaborative and eventually in, fi in the five to 10 year mark, we want 100% of our time to be towards collaborative or towards ARC 406, and maybe 10% of your time being towards collaborative. Now, I know that's 110%. <laughs> However... But you're an architect. So but we're an architect. totally normal. So our, percentages, so our percentages are based on 40-hour work weeks, and, n or, and, and none, of our, none of us work 40-hour weeks. Right, right. Well, my listening audience will completely understand that. But. And as you know, ARC 406, you know, we do take projects from our sister company, Collaborative Design Architects, and then from that design firm, we're able to become the general contractor. There's a few projects where we're hired as the general contractor right away, which we're then able to infuse our design skills into those projects. And then as well as we do some uh, furniture design and stuff, my interest lies in then the kind of the fourth area of our firm is in development work. And so I, I probably won't leave collaborative like these guys. I'll continue to lead that firm but I'll take a ARC 406 a more direction of developing income producing properties. So yeah, we're doing a lot of things. People look at us, you're building everything from patios to furniture to thinking about duplexes and, and income producing property. But ultimately we want to create a sustainable model 
that has residual income, which is unheard in our profession. So you want to go from design build to architect as developer. And still keep design yeah, build, but right. it'd be nice instead of writing out the ups and downs of a design build or architecture firm, we'll have the residual income of, of rental properties right. instead of to even out you know, the highs and lows of this business. And that's the beauty of your business plan is it gives you those stepping stones to get to that ultimate holy grail exactly. of the architect as developer. Yeah, and we'll still continue to chase commissions as an architecture firm right, to right. do some of the other projects, so we're not going to solely do income-producing properties, but we're just going to use that. I mean, we, we talked to a consulting firm that was going to come in and help us, you know, similar to Charette Venture Group, our accountant. You know, they asked us, well, what's your residuals? Architects don't have residuals. <laughs> we don't know what we're going to be doing in two months, let alone have a steady paycheck. But right. this gives us the opportunity to get that steady paycheck. Right, right. I, I think the one other thing that, you know, I definitely want to mention to the listeners is that, that we don't hate our clients. We love our clients. Um, to think that great architecture is completely built by the mind of one person, I, I completely disagree with that. Um, great architecture comes from a confluence of different peoples and, and inputs, and I, I think that's very important to understand. Don't hate your clients. <laughs> you know, we, we you know, they can get they can get frustrating, but the they're going to push you into directions sometimes you didn't see, and I, I think there's a beauty to that. That's that's great advice. If you could if you could give one. Uh, parting piece of advice to uh, uh, maybe an architect who's about to launch his firm. You guys have a lot of experience. Uh, you've, you've been working with Collaborative a long time. You've now started this new venture. Um, somebody out there, young or old, they're ready to start their own firm. What is, what is the greatest piece of advice you can give them? Um, quit being so angry. <laughs> I've, met, I've met so many young architects that are incredibly talented but their anger is driving them in the wrong direction they're passionate uh, they're passionate people they have great creative ideas and skills but they're so angry because of something that happened in their internship or somebody didn't listen to their ideas you know guys that's life and you need to kind of put your pride and your ego push it to the side just a little bit so that would be my advice you guys have any other thoughts on, on advice? Yeah, I agree with Brian as well. This is a slow maturing profession, so be patient. It takes time to assimilate everything you need to know. I, I'm the older guy of the group for sure, be able to look back and uh, it's beneficial just to listen, to learn, to take in everything you can because it takes a long time to build a knowledge base to where you can really be successful. So give it some time, guys, hang in there. I guess my advice would be really embrace the specifics of of what your business plans are and the way you you are approaching uh, the the practice of architecture. There there are an incredible amount of uh, of small pieces of 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 your marketing plan of your your target audience, your your demographic. We in, throughout this process we. We came encounter with we encountered so many things that we realized were part of of what we were thinking. We we had all this inherent knowledge in our head, and we had never put that knowledge that we have in our head 
on paper so we could actually see it. So when we're analyzing our, our, our own market and we're looking at the, the market saturation of architects in our area, uh, we, we knew that our area was undersaturated by architects, but we had never actually done the research to find out how, how undersaturated is our market or how oversaturated are other markets that we're competing against. So really embrace those specifics, write the stuff down, analyze it, and, and then be willing to, to look at the data that you've come up with and let it influence how you're going to approach the business plan. I think it's a really healthy process to go through. And then what you do, I mean, as we do in our office is, yeah, we define who we are, what our service is, kind of where we want to go, how we're going to get there, a couple of things that are most important now. And then once you do this plan, you got to go back to it. I mean, we do it yearly. We get together as partners and go over it again. So just don't do it once. This is an ongoing process. You have to keep adjusting and going and learning, learning on the fly because things change. You know, adjust and go with it, but just don't do it once. Hang in there. Keep keep at it. Yeah. Arc406.com is the website. That will forward you to collaborativedesignarchitects.com. I'm assuming Arc406 is on its way. Yes, yes. There's a there's a tab that's been hidden from our website until until we got some of these specifics actually defined and, and we understand ourselves what Arc406 is. So, so that tab. So part. maybe by the time this goes live tomorrow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So arc406.com, that'll lead you to collaborativedesignarchitects.com. And if you're listening to this in the future, you probably will hit a arc406.com. On Twitter, it's collaborativeda, at collaborativeda. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash collaborativedesign. Uh, Brian, Nick, and Jeff. Instagram is what? Instagram is Nick underscore Pancho. Uh, that's that's my handle there, and I'm I'm hashtagging everything Arc 406 from construction to furniture and everything in between. So you can search the hashtag Arc. Yeah, you, you, you can search the the uh, ARCH 406, and that'll lead ex you there. Exactly. Search the hashtag Arc 406, and and it'll take you to us. Okay. Awesome. Nick, Brian, Jeff, thank you very much for joining me today. Congratulations on your win of the Architecture Business Plan Competition. And thank you very much for sharing your knowledge here today at the Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you. Complete show notes and a direct link to download this episode will be found at entrearchitect.com slash episode 124. Everything that we talked about links to all of the finalists and to ARC 406. I'd like to con congratulate ARC 406, the winner of the Charette Venture Group Architecture Business Plan Competition for 2016. And I'd love to congratulate all of the finalists. I can tell you as a jury member, it was so difficult to make that final decision. We went back and forth several times. Every plan had its strength. And I'm so inspired and I'm so excited about the future of our profession. Everybody focused on business and succeeding. And I love this business plan competition and what it stands for. I'd like to thank Charette Venture Group, Matt Ostinick, the founder, Todd Redding, the CEO. And I'd really like to thank uh, Sarah Rowe, who organized and, and planned not only the architecture business plan presentations, and all of the hotels that are associated with it, all of the associated pieces and parts that go along with that 
competition meeting, so many different pieces and moving parts. But she also planned and organized the Entree Architect meetup on Thursday evening at the AIA convention at Smith's Restaurant and Bar in Philadelphia. The meetup was a huge success, and so much of that uh, goes to Sarah. Thank you very, very much, Sarah. We had well over 100 people attending. Uh, thank you for all you do uh, for me. You are the uh, podcast producer that makes my life easier here at the podcast and you did a great job at the convention, so thank you. Uh, thank you too, you listening, the Entree Architect community for attending that meetup and for all of your support on and offline. You are the reason I do what I do and I sincerely, so, so sincerely appreciate you for all you do, for all the encouragement and for sharing your knowledge with everybody and spreading the word about what we're doing here at Entree Ar Architect. Um, it was great seeing so many of you at the meetup and all week long at the AIA convention in Philadelphia. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for all of the support. And I'd like to welcome all the new members entering Entree Architect Academy. So many of you joined this past week at the convention for our free 30-day trial. Welcome. Welcome to Entree Architect Academy. This week is the final week. The free 30-day uh, opportunity has expired, but we have one last week for you to join. Uh, enrollment closes on Tuesday, May 31st. For more information about joining us at Entree Architect Academy, and you can check out the video and a bunch of the other information, uh, frequently asked questions, testimonials from current members, at entrearchitect.com academy. Last week, final week, one more week. Don't miss it. You're going to have to wait a long time to, uh, to get in if you don't get in before Tuesday, May 31st. So do it. My name is Mark Arlapage, and I am an entrepreneur architect, and I encourage you to continue doing what you do and to share everything you know with everybody you know. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris 
owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like, us? Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.